It's good to see you, Heights family, and I hope you have a, a wonderful July 4th week in front of you, safe and restful, and everybody take care of their fingers when they're doing the fireworks, okay? Let's all bring them back with us next Sunday. But I do hope you have a wonderful week. It's good to be back. I've been with our choir traveling through Eastern Europe, and uh, you know, there's different thrusts with different mission trips. This one's a little different in that our focus really was just to bring the worship of God to places where they're not worshiping God. And uh, man, we got to do that outdoors in some beautiful settings. We did that in some tremendous cathedrals uh, there throughout Europe. It was just a great time. We also enjoyed a lot of good sightseeing and good food and as much as anything, I think just each other. We had great fellowship and it was just an awesome trip. I'm glad to be back now and I think y'all prayed last week. Remember, we have a team that landed in Ukraine yesterday, and they've now got a week in front of them. I think they're doing some sports camps and vacation Bible school, a variety of things like that. So let's be in, in prayer for them. Man, I really appreciated that, that video that we just watched, didn't you? You know, it made me think about freedoms that I enjoy, but maybe don't know that I need to be enjoying them that much. Uh, you know, there was some things missing in that video. There's no red, white, and blue. No, no, no soldiers, no monuments, no apple pie, no fireworks, none of those kinds of things that go with thinking about and celebrating July 4th. But what, what we did have was stories, right? Stories just of people that, that did not live in freedom and, and what it meant for them to, to come to freedom. You know, when I, when I say uh, that freedom's out there that I enjoy and don't know to enjoy, I didn't know I was supposed to enjoy going to school as a freedom. I, I, I doubt any of us, when we think about living in America, we think about going to school as one of my freedoms. But, man, I guess if you live in a place where going to school or choosing a career or what you wear is, is not your choice... You, you, you don't readily have the opportunity to do that, then I, boy, I, I guess that's a freedom. You know, uh, another thing this made me think about was freedoms that I have, freedoms that I use, but man, should I be using them more? Should I be more mindful of the fact that I do get to use this in freedom, like sharing the gospel? We heard that young girl from Iran, Sharon, Share the gospel there, and somebody lost their life because the gospel was shared. She, she and her family had to, to flee the country in fear, and I would assume to never be able to return home. And it wasn't in freedom that she shared that gospel. As a matter of fact, we, we might ask, why, why did you do that? I mean, if you're not free to do that, and I would imagine her answer would be the same as your answer and my answer. I, I shared the gospel because that was the command of my king. That, that's, that's the command of my savior. I know we know that. I know we, we see that in the scriptures. But I, I think it's important that be, we be reminded. We have a marching order in this world. And you and I live in a place where we get to freely do that. Look, look what Jesus said here in Matthew 28. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations... Man, here at the Heights, we really are trying to do that, right? 
I mean, gosh, this week we've been to, to East, we've been to Germany, Austria, uh, the, the Czech Republic. We've got a team right now in Ukraine. We'll be in Nicaragua this summer. We're still trying to make Haiti happen this year. There's difficulties with that trip. We want to be praying for that. Man, we're trying to go to all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Mark 6, 16, 15, again, Jesus says, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel. Acts 1, 8, Jesus says it this way, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Now, all three of those say, hey, go out there into the whole world, go to all the nations, go to the ends of the earth. But I, I like this one here that reminds us not to forget across the street, Right? If Jesus were to speak that verse here today, what it would say is, you'll be my witnesses in, in Chesterfield and Colonial Heights and, and Prince George. And man, may your heart beat for the gospel for the state of Virginia and, and the whole United States as well as to the ends of the world. You and I have been sent to live on this planet to do one thing, to be his witness, to, to share that Gospel. You know, I wonder if when Jesus told all of us that, was he not aware that a whole bunch of us wouldn't be free to do that? Oh, of course he knew it. As a matter of fact, folks, the, the way that you and I live, where we have this freedom, that's the oddity. We're unique. Most people who carry the command on their lives in Christendom to be a witness have done that in a place where there is less than freedom. And, 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 and do, do, do the people who don't have freedom, do they get a pass? Jesus didn't say go and share the gospel unless, of course, you're not free to do that. You know, he actually said embrace it. Whatever suffering, whatever consequences comes from being my witness Embrace it. Look what he said in Matthew chapter 5. Blessed. Call yourself blessed. That's what you are. You're a blessed person when others revile you and persecute you and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven. Imprisonment, being made fun of, being killed, all temporary just for a moment, the reward is forever and ever and ever and ever. Now, folks, think here we are this Sunday, week of July 4th. You and I got in our car and we, we drove to church. We're not, we're not afraid of doing that. We're not worried about who sees us. I've had a chance in an, in an Asian country. I've had, I've had a chance to, to go to a church, an underground church, where you went in like one and two at a time. And, and, and you were kind of careful that, that nobody was looking. And, and you realized my entering this assembly to... And, and they were in an apartment. And so we prayed quietly. We sang quietly. We read the scriptures quietly. Because there actually could be a very significant, if not severe, consequence. Just because we gathered in there for a moment. Man, we don't have any of that. And we come here with no thought of that at all. It's furthest thing... From our minds. And, and we discuss the scriptures. We, we read them out loud. Gosh, we send them out over the internet. And, 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 and there's no fear of, of us proclaiming, teaching, talking about the word of God. You'll leave here in a little bit and, and you can go home in freedom. And think about the word of God that you heard. And think about how you'll apply it. How you'll live it. And we do that with 
absolutely no fear of any consequence. I mean, I say no no fear. I mean, there's the fear of being made fun of. There's the fear of being rejected. There's the, the fear of not looking like I fit in with society. And that fear is real. I'm not, I mean, that's not the same as being imprisoned or killed, but it is a real fear. And it is what probably has kept everybody in this room at one time or another from not doing what Jesus said to do. I, I, that, 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 that fear of rejection, that, that, that fear of, of, of being made fun of kept us from obeying. So it's a, it's a real fear. But do you know that you and I, we deal with that in freedom. Whatever fear we have in being a witness, we get to deal with it in freedom that we do that. Man, this week we will uh, thank God for the United States. I hope we will. I hope, I hope that's what a part of your July 4th is. We'll thank God for the opportunity to live in the United States of America. We'll thank God for the freedoms that, that we enjoy. When you thank God for the freedoms that you enjoy, what, what comes to your mind? Is it, is it the, the freedom to worship? The, the freedom to assemble? The freedom of the press? The freedom to carry a gun? The freedom to tell the government they're doing a horrible job? I don't know if they listen, but at least we have the freedom to say it, right? You know, what, what, what is the freedom? Is, is it just kind of, a, oh, thank you for our freedoms, but I don't think much about it. Gosh, I listen to this video. Apparently, I should be thanking God for the freedom to go to school. The, the freedom to choose to what I want to be and do in life. Man, all kinds of freedoms we can think through there and what they mean to us and what we get to enjoy. You know, the Scripture it talks about freedoms, talks about rights, and how we use them. And it, it's interesting in this one verse how God encourages us to use and to think about and pray about our freedoms and how absolutely different we as Americans take on our freedoms. Because, you know, in, in, in America, my freedom, my right is the highest priority. And as a matter of fact, I could care less what it means to you. I have my rights you can get out of the way. I mean, that, that is the thinking in America. There's nothing higher than my right, and I don't care what it means to you. You know, God says the exact opposite. Look, look how he says this. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 10. All things are, are lawful. You, all, all the things you have rights to do, you have freedom to do. Of course, in this passage, he's talking about the rights we have under grace. We're no longer living under a law where I've got to check off things that I've got to do and I've got to check off the things I'm not supposed to do. No, we're living in freedom now. Man, all things are lawful, but because something is lawful doesn't mean it's helpful. Not in every situation. Some it might be, some not so much. All things are lawful, but not everything builds up. Not every time I'm expressing a right and a freedom does it actually help somebody else. And so what he says, let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Boy, that's the exact opposite of America, isn't it? I could care less about my neighbor when it's my rights. And God says, oh, no, 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 no. Care about your neighbor. Now, this passage isn't saying don't enjoy your rights. Don't enjoy your freedoms. It's, it's not an all or nothing game. It, it's, it's a middle ground. Man, yes. Celebrate your rights. Celebrate your freedoms. Use your freedoms, but use wisdom. 
Hey, in this place, in this moment, right here, right now, is me expressing my freedom the most important thing that can happen? Or is that going to maybe overlook a neighbor? Run, run kind of contrary to a neighbor. The scripture says, you know, your neighbor's more important than your right. Now, that doesn't mean I don't ever get to enjoy my right. It just means, hey, is this a place I need to be more focused on my neighbor and what serves them? That's kind of a different way of thinking about that, isn't it? Different way of, uh, uh, of praying. Hey, God, I want my rights and freedoms. I want to enjoy that. I, I pray our nation allows us to have those rights and freedoms. But God, I pray my right is never greater to me than my neighbor. What serves and cares for them. Now, there's a lot of ways that you can, I can serve and care for a neighbor. But there's no greater way. There's no longer lasting way. There's no more meaningful way than when we care for our neighbor with the gospel. With the gospel of Jesus Christ. And you and I have a chance to freely, no thought of what consequence there is. We have a chance to freely leave here today and go share the gospel. We have the freedom to, to invite somebody to the church. We have the freedom in a moment where maybe somebody's sharing a problem to talk about what Jesus means to us and what he meant to us in that situation. We have the freedom to tell somebody how they can begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. We've had that freedom for 243 years. Now that's what we're celebrating Wednesday, right? 243 years. Years of celebrating that freedom. If we lost the freedom to share the gospel tomorrow. Would that change anything in your life at all? The good news is I can't imagine there's any scenario where we lose that freedom tomorrow. I, I doubt we lose that freedom this week or, or even the balance of 2019. But I, I really feel, and I don't think I'm a prophet of doom. If, you, if you've listened to me much, you know I'm not harping on the negative and how bad it is and how, how bad it could be. But I, I really do believe we're living in the final days of our freedom to share the gospel. I, I do not believe that'll be a, a freedom that America will continue to allow. I wonder if I was to lose that freedom in the next five years, would there be somebody in my life that I look at and think, oh my gosh, all that time I, I had the freedom to share with them and, and now I only get to share with them under fear of consequence. Will, will I be kicking myself for not using all those years to freely do it? And now I do it under threat. And then comes the bigger question, Will I press on and do it anyway? E even with the threat. I want to take a, a moment and, and us pray for America. I mean, it's, it's her birthday, right? Let's, let you, let's pray for America on her birthday. And you know, there's so many ways that we can, we can pray for our nation. I mean the scripture obviously commands us. To pray for our leaders. To God give them wisdom. Guidance. Bless them. That, that they judge. They rule according to God's law. And God's scriptures. And his definition of justice. So there's that way we can pray very generally. Then there's specifics. 
There, there are specific issues going on in our nation. Abortion, racism. Man, the, the, the challenge of figuring out some kind of answer to, to immigration or health care. And, and not just an answer, but we're so hatefully divided on what the answer to those issues is. So, man, that's, a, that's something to pray about, isn't it? And, and, and how we get there. But, but I'm under the belief, and maybe this is just because I'm a pastor, I don't know. I'm under the belief that the answer to every single problem ultimately is the gospel. Only the gospel brings peace. Only the gospel brings healing. Only the gospel gives me a chance to look at the good of you and not why I hate you. And folks, I think the most profound thing we can pray for our nation is centered around the gospel. So let, let's bow our heads. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm just going to let you pray. I, I want to kind of guide you on a couple of things to consider praying. But just giving... Giving you a moment, and, and I just, you know, envision with me hundreds of prayers rising up through this sanctuary into the courts of God. And I pray he would see Americans depending upon him. Take a moment and pray that the gospel would flourish in our land. I, I pray there's 243 more years of that. But if there's not, 243 more years of freedom. Man, may the church rise up and may we be bold and brave to share the gospel and the freedom that we have. Just ask God that the gospel flourish throughout our land. course, as we ask the Lord for the gospel to flourish, I guess we should take a step back and thank him. Thank him that unlike most of Christendom, unlike most Christians throughout history, we've been blessed to live in the United States of America and to so freely worship, so freely open the scriptures, so freely invite somebody to church, so freely share the gospel. Praise him and thank him for that freedom we've enjoyed. You know, as we pray for America... Let's stop and remember who America is. America's your neighbor. America's your coworker. America's your friend. America's the those people on the team. Who in your America needs the gospel? Do you know somebody right now in your life that really needs the gospel of Jesus Christ? Man, pray that God would use the circumstances in their life to open their heart. Can we pray, God, use me? It's, it's not just that I want that person to come to faith in Christ. Lord, may it be through me. Use me. I pray I'm a faithful steward of this freedom you've given me. And that I'm careful with each day that I get to enjoy that freedom. 
Pray for the salvation of the America that you know by name. Pray for them right now. Oh Lord, we've been called the land of the free and the home of the brave. I pray we are good stewards of our freedom and we use our freedom for the most important things. Yes, ourselves, but even beyond ourselves, our neighbor and doing what is good in their lives. May we be brave to share the gospel. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.